Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich or Vishu, a podcast where we attempt to answer some of life's most noteworthy, but more often most trivial questions and debates. My name is Rich Beaton, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Vishu Sharma, and today we are going to do another episode of Good Quote or Stupid Quote. In case you didn't listen to our last episode with this format, we're going to spend about 15 minutes using a random quote generator to generate random quotes from celebrities, historical or inspirational figures, artists, whoever. And then we will decide if that quote is a good quote or a stupid quote. We have not seen the quotes before, so all our answers will be us reacting to the quotes for the first time. With that said, Vishu, are you ready to see the first quote? I am. All right, let's get to it. Good quote or stupid quote. First quote. Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something. Plato. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it's a very good quote. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, if, I ha- if I have something else to add to this, but other than, you know, if I just even have to say something for the sake of saying something, something I would say that wise men sometimes keep shut. Like they don't say anything, even if they have something to say, because they know that fools will you know, bring them down to their level and and then defeat them. I don't have anything to say on this matter. Ah. Yeah, it is funny, right? Like, the the whole quote, we literally have to say something we're recording a podcast. So you think it's a good quote? It's a good quote. I'm going to read it one more time because I think people last time... What do you think, though? uh, I'll get to it. I just want to read it one more time because, like, when you listen to it, sometimes you forget the quote. Sure. Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because... They have to say something. Yeah, I love this quote. I think it's a good quote, right? Yeah. You know, what it's basically getting at is that, you know, foolish people, you're, you're a fool if you feel that, like, you always, your voice always has to be the loudest in the room. Like, oh, like, ev- everything I do is important. Everything, I, people must know my perspective. Like, you know what? Nobody cares. Um, and wise men speak because they have something to say. I mean, that part's kind of... Yeah, I guess you're wise if you really feel like there's something you need to say. I don't know. It's really the second part. That, yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add on this? No. All right. So we both go good quote. Yep. Okay. Next quote. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. Well, I think anything that Winston Churchill says... It has to be a good quote. I mean, I'm not taking any, like, I'm not, I don't really like the guy because of his, you know, um, colonial attitude or whatever. But, like, this is a good quote. I have to agree that, yes, uh, success is definitely not final and failure is definitely not fatal. You, you know, you get up, you, you hurt your knee, you just, you know, shrug it off, get up and keep at it, keep doing what you want. And once, even if you have had success, you definitely have to keep improving. I'll just give a very, very simple, plain-ass example. I was at lunch with my friend yesterday. Uh, both of us are in, a really, are in really good jobs. And you know what he said to me? He said, Vishu, you don't have to stop. This is only the foundation stone. Keep improving. And he actually recommended me some courses that I could do to get better at what I am. So that, that, that actually means that this is not the final thing. There's still so much more to do. And if I lost a job, if I'm out of a job, that means that that failure is not the fatal one. It's not the final failure. So, yeah. Right. Good quote. 
Yeah, I think it's... I don't know where I... I'll read it one more time. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Um, I get it. I get the gist. It, it, it doesn't... You, you go, Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Just keep moving forward. Cool. Like, and I get because it's Winston Churchill and, like, his whole thing is perseverance or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it, it makes sense. But I don't know. This just doesn't stick with me. Like, uh, it, it seems a little too... I'm sure when he said it, it was awesome. But 80 years later, anything, any, you know what it is? Anything, anything around at all around the theme of not the destination, it's a journey I'm out on. That's such an annoying cliche. That's, that's what, you know, so does cliche or stereotypical make it stupid or make it like non-worthy? Honesty is the best policy. Do you agree or not? Yeah, that's a stupid quote. No, it might be stupid, but I mean, to say that might be stupid. But, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'd like to be transparent and honest person, yeah. Yeah. But the quote is not good. It's not like, you know, if somebody told me like, <laughs> hey, you want to hear this quote? I'm like, what is it? And they're like, honesty is the best policy. I'd be like, thanks for wasting my time, you know? Um, <laughs> okay. Th- and this is the same thing. Like, that's how I view it, if it's good or stupid. If someone's like, hey, I have this quote for you. Like, any again, anything on the, oh, it's the destination. It's not the destination, it's the journey. Anything about that, it's like, yeah, I get it, I get it. Have you heard this quote before? No. Okay, so, yeah. But it's like every other Winston Churchill quote. No, so that's the thing. <laughs> like, I hadn't read this before, and that's why I was like, oh, yeah, you know, makes sense. But if I would have been in your place when you said, okay, someone's wasted your time because they said honesty is the best policy. And if I would have read this, then I would have said this is stupid. But okay. not because, yeah, I hadn't read it, so... Uh, I thought this is good. All right, so you're, you're going yeah, good quote. Yeah. I'm going stupid quote. All right, next one. Independence is happiness, Susan B. Anthony. Yes, uh, good quote. I mean, dude, everything about independence is, is perfect. Uh, the American Revolution happened for independence. The Indian, you know, independence struggle happened for independence. And why? Because independence, the true happiness lies in independence. Yeah, I, I don't think I have anything to add. It's a really good quote. Yeah, and you got to think about, like, the time she said it and, like, what it meant, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to not say it's not a good quote. It, it is a good quote. It's not, you know, um, like, unbelievable. But it, it's, it's good. Uh, independence... You know what? I don't know if it is happiness, but, like, considering probably the context she said it in, yes. Um, but we're, but we're looking at him on face value. Independence is happiness. I mean, actually, that's not true. <laughs> but, 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 um, uh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, yeah, it's not true. But I, I still think well, it's a nice quote. I, okay. I still think I go good quote giving. Yeah. I feel even in, even in all situations considered, not just like, you know, independence from a, from a ruler or anything, all things considered, this is true. Uh, independence, financial independence from your parents, true. Uh, it, it is happiness. Depending on your parents for, you know, for your whatever, like for an accommodation, you living on your own, true. Uh, not living with roommates and living alone, independence is happiness, true. I don't know what makes this not true, but like, I think it's a really good quote and stands true for all things considered. Well, I'd say like independence, you know, if like you feel tied down by like your family or your work or whatever, you don't feel too totally independent. No, that's not, that's not what it says. No, it just says three words. It says independence is happiness. Okay. Yeah. 
No, if we're good, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, we're, I'm, we're both, both going, going, going good. Going good, good. Yeah. All right. If you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. Napoleon Hill. No, I don't like this quote. First, who the fuck is Napoleon Hill? I don't know. Let me check it out. But why don't you like it? Um, well, it's it's again one of those things that uh, if you want to be, don't be a small fish in a big pond. Or sorry, don't be a yes, don't be a small fish in a big pond. Be a big fish in a small pond. Like don't be a don't be a managing part or don't be a manager at a fucking Amazon or Microsoft, but be a vice president at a at a really small startup or that kind of a company. But and it, it reminds me of that thing. But no, I would I would rather be uh, a small fish in a big pond where I can feel secure and I have a lot of colleagues to work with and you know yada yada yada. And it, it's one of those things. Uh, if you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. By by that, what does Napoleon Hill mean? Um, do I sew a sweater really nicely just because I cannot, you know, build my have own your, army? Have your own fashion company? Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just say that. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like this quote. It's a stupid quote. No, I. So I just looked him up. He is an American self-help author. He's oh God. <laughs> known best for his book Think and Grow Rich, which is among the top ten best-selling self-help books of all time. Anyways, this isn't a podcast on Napoleon Hill. Uh, I actually think it's a good quote, and here's mm. why. Even though I'm usually against the self-help stuff, and usually, even though I'm sure he was probably full of shit or something. Um, if you cannot do great things, do small things in a great way. Most people... I, I think it's actually kind of useful advice, because I think if, you're, if you have a per life perspective, like, I need to do something great in order for my life to be meaningful, like, you'll probably be let down. But doing small things in a great way, that's how society keeps moving forward. That's like why planes don't crash because air traffic controllers are... Now, you could argue like, well, that's not a small thing. But that also gets to the quote, right? Like, if you do small things in a great way, then maybe they're not small things necessarily. You know, like... Um, actually, that didn't quite make too much sense. But the point is there are plenty of things that matter. There are plenty of small things that people need to do competently for the world to work. And if you just have this mindset like, oh, if I'm not going to be a famous actor, so I'm just going to do my job as shitty as possible. Like when I walk dogs, a lot of dog walkers wanted to be something else. They were trying to be actors. They were trying to be writers. Sure. And it would have been shitty if we're like, oh, we'll never be a writer. So I'm just going to be like a piece of shit dog walker and kind of like ignore the dogs or what. You know what I mean? It was like, OK, we're just walking dogs, but we're going to try to be good at this. At least, you know. Well, with talking dog, I mean, not talking dogs. Walking dogs, you can just do the job. That's it. You don't have to be good or great at it. If you're trying to be someone else and you're doing something else, just make sure that you don't do it incorrectly. Do it do it fine. Do it okay. And that that's enough, I guess. You don't have to be really great at it to, you know, do something else. Is all I'm saying. Wait, wait. so do you think there's a value in doing small things in a great way? I That's mean, of what, course, there's oh. some value, sure. Uh, but I don't see the bigger picture. I mean, he's trying to, as, I mean, again, his yeah. bio points out self-help, and he's trying to be magnanimous about something, and this is not that. Right. That's what I That's what I think. All right. So you go stupid quote, yeah. I go good quote. Yeah. Next quote. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Sun, Sun Tzu. Tzu. 
It's yeah. not Tuzu, right? It's Sun Tzu. Yeah. I'm sure this was in the Art of War. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sun, sun, the Art of War is, I guess, I mean, yeah. f- don't fuck with me if I'm wrong, but I think it's by Sun Tzu. But, um, so again, it, it reflects the, the period or the era it was set in. And, uh, you know, in those times, there were, there were these diplomatic, you know, so many kind of things that uh, the art of diplomacy, wherein you can actually say this, and come out of it, come, you know, like, be, be, uh, be, again, like, magnanimous about it and be, you know, all preachy about it. But I think in today's times, I don't think you, you can have that. You have to actually have a fight. You have to have a war. Everyone <laughs> has that. I'm, what? No, 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 I'm not trying yeah. to say that you, yeah, you no. should, you should be having a war. Right. I'm saying if you have to, you know, subdue the enemy, now what diplomacy, uh, United Nations is the biggest lie on the face of it. So you're uh, against the United Nations? I mean, I don't know. Dude, who listens to United Nations? Does ever U.S. listen to the United Nations? No. I used to have a Kofi Annan poster as a kid. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Boutras Ghali, I didn't, Kofi I didn't Annan, that, yeah. doesn't matter. By K-Moon, is he? No, Boutras Ghali. He was before Kofi Annan. No, but after Kofi, it's like Bai K- ba- Ban Ki-Moon. Ban Ki-Moon. Yeah. Ban By the way, Ki-moon. we just named like three to four U.N. secretaries. That three. was amazing. Three, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, Israel and Hamas, or okay. they, they were having a war. No one was, uh, you know, subduing the other party without fighting. I think it's a stupid quote, just, just on the face value and keeping in mind the times we are living in. Right. So you think this is a stupid qu- the supreme? Yeah. Let me read it one more. The supreme art of war is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Sun Tzu. Yeah, you're going stupid quote. Yeah. I'm, so my mom actually made me read the art of war when I was like 12. Sure. I don't know why, but I okay. mean it's important work, I guess. But yeah, you know, as a kid, I thought like, oh, I'm gonna be like, so like, I'm gonna be like, be able to manipulate people now, you know. But mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's whatever, man. This quote. Yeah, we get it. The best way to win a war is to fucking, you know, beat the enemy and you don't even have to fight. Of course, of course that's the case. Like, obviously. <laughs> no, everyone should just die. Like, obviously the best way is to subdue the enemy without fighting. Like, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I get he probably means more than that. He's trying to say that, like, you should look for alternative solutions besides just, like, clear external conflict. But whatever. Stupid quote. Moving on. Yeah. Always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everyone else. Margaret Mead. <laughs> Dude, I really like this quote. It's, it's, uh, it kind of begins with saying something, I mean, one thing, mm-hmm. and then it actually says the exact opposite. It's, it's an oxymoron, if you look at it. It is. So... Uh, I but, like this. Yeah, yeah. And it's also super, super true. You know, I have a really interesting, I'll just take probably like very short time uh, to say the story. Uh, my mom used to say that, you know, every mother thinks that their child is is, is the most, you know, handsome or the most of beautiful course. child ever. Yeah, yeah. So she used to tell me the story that uh, there were two women. One was domestic help of the other woman. Mm-hmm. And the basically the house owner used to send her domestic help to... Uh, her child's school and both the women's children studied at the same school and the uh, basically the owner of the house used to send the domestic help with with a lunchbox saying that okay give this lunchbox to the most 
beautiful child you see in the school. And whenever the kid used to come home, the mom, mom used to ask, hey, how is the food? And he was like, oh, I didn't get any food. And this happened for like a couple of days. And uh, the owner of the house called the domestic help and said, I used to tell you that give this food, give this lunchbox to the most uh, beautiful child in the school. And you never gave this to my son. And she said, yeah, I gave it to the most beautiful child, my own son. Right. So it's like that. Yeah. Like be absolutely, you are absolutely unique, but just yeah. like everyone else. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. Exactly. it's, a, it's a really nice, it's a good quote. I've I'd heard this that. before and I just looked up Margaret Mead. She okay. was an American cultural anthropologist who featured frequently as an author and speaker in the mass media during the 1960s and 1970s. Nice. Um, she was also a proponent of broadening sexual conventions within the context of Western cultural traditions. Okay. Anyways, uh, read the quote once again. Always remember that you're absolutely unique, just like everyone else. Margaret Mead. Yeah, I think it's a good quote. I've heard this before, but I do really like it because it says a lot of things. Yeah. One, it is true that everyone is unique. Two, it is true that that's true about everyone. Three, it's true. She she undermines it by saying just like everyone else. Like, it is true that everyone's unique, but that also kind of doesn't matter. And then four, it's almost self, uh, what's the type of humor? Self-deprecating. Um, Self-deprecating. In, in a way that like, um, not only does your uniqueness not matter, okay, this is what it's saying. One, you're unique. Two, everyone else is unique. Three, because everyone else is unique, you being unique doesn't matter. Four, because everyone else is unique, their being unique doesn't matter either. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, okay, so I'm going good quote Yeah. for that, yeah. that we worked out. Okay, two more. Next quote. Happiness can exist only in acceptance. George Orwell. <laughs> wow, what a, that quote is like... Yeah. Oh my God. This you, reminds me, you know what this reminds. This reminds me of a disgruntled lover who's saying at the end of losing someone that yes, happiness can only exist in accepting that she's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Uh, I think it's a stupid quote because once you accept, you you accept defeat. Um. I mean, I'm not talking about in terms of love. I'm just talking about in general in terms of life. You've accepted that you will stay at this position, whatever position of life, you know, you are at. And at that position, you will be happy. You might be, who knows. But uh, craving or aspiring for more also makes for a challenging effort. And some people get that thrill and get that, you know, punch out of that challenge. And that challenge makes them happy. I mean, just I'm putting it very vaguely and very simply. So... I think there are other things that, you know, can can bring happiness and not just, you know, acceptance. So I think it's a stupid quote. But he's saying except happiness can exist only in acceptance. I think I think what he means is you need to have. Ex oh, I get what you're arguing yeah. now. OK, so this is an example of a quote. I would love to know the context this was in. Sure. You know, maybe this was in. 1984 and the characters that like i don't know the context but just on face value man it's the opposite of churchill right churchill is like doesn't matter if you're doing well or not if you achieve something or you fail keep going forward yeah and orwell is just like just accept whatever just accept it man like you, yeah. you suck um but no this is a very cynical quote 
like acceptance. I mean, maybe he's talking about like self-acceptance, self-love. I don't think so. Happiness can exist only in acceptance. He's almost saying like, you got to accept this shit you can't change. And and it's almost like defeatist. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's what I gathered. Yeah, at least. he might have been saying like something happiness can only it, happiness can only uh, happen once you've accepted that you won't be happy. Right, <laughs> that's what it seems to be saying. <laughs> Probably, it reminds whatever. me of like 1984 when uh, spoilers, I guess, but when Winston, the main character, he keeps trying to fight against the government, the oppression system, or whatever. And I forget the exact line. I forget the context. I'm sorry, listeners, whatever. But basically, whatever, the main villain, the main government authority tells Winston, who's like trying to be rebellious and fight against the government. He says something like something like uh, authority or government or power is a boot stomping on your face forever. Mm. And he's just like saying, you got to accept like you're not going to change it. You're, we're just going to kick you in the face for the rest of your life. Like, mm. it's a kind of, you know, he's a cynical guy. All right. You're going stupid quote. Mm-hmm. I'm going stupid quote. Last one. You can't blame gravity for falling in love. Albert Einstein. <laughs> uh, first impression, coming this from Albert Einstein, have to say, what a stupid quote. I mean... Oh, really I thought... Guy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, so this is, again, something that I really remember very nicely. Uh... You know, it's it's like so much, so much cliche. Like, I remember someone said, um, we, we were in high school and, you know, someone said to, a, to our professor, to our teacher that, you know, uh, I have fallen for that person or whatever. And she turns, picks up a chalk and writes on the chalkboard, you don't fall in love, you grow in love. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I know, that, that yeah. Like, that's... It, it's, it's that kind of a thing that you cannot blame gravity for falling in love. I mean, whatever the context may be, it's, yeah. Uh, I I don't know what he's trying to say here. Yeah, I'm a little confused. I love Einstein quotes. Yeah. Einstein's the man. You can't blame gravity for falling in love. At first, it's like this cute little, like, oh, clever. But what does yeah. he mean? You can't, like... You can't blame gravity for falling in love. Like, I get the playful gravity sure, is yeah. what makes you fall to the... You know, it's why we're not floating around right now. But you can't blame gravity for falling in love. Is he saying that... Yeah, what th- the fuck is he saying? I think he's saying that, oh, you're in love, and now you're blaming all the society that what whatever is going on is bad for you, so you cannot do that because you cannot blame gravity for falling in love. It's your uh, own yeah. doing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but even right, then, right, it's right. too much, you know, philosophical. It's too much in there. And even if it's not in there, I, yeah. I wouldn't take it as too much philosophical. I just think he was, like, being, you know, stupid or just probably saying, okay, let me scribble some words and make it a philosophy. You know what? You can't blame gravity for this quote being stupid, Albert Einstein. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Anything else you want to say about this quote? No, I think I've said it all. All right. Well, that's it, everyone. Another episode of Good Quote or Stupid Quote in the books. We will post the quotes that we both agreed were good uh, online. Which ones did we both agree were good? I I think there were there were a few. I mean, not just good, but we do we put in only agreed or stupid? No, wait, well? we we're only gonna put uh, quotes okay. that we think are good. Probably they we're were, not gonna share stupid. Quotes I think there was only, there were a few. There were I a think few. it was we both agreed. Wow, did we, I don't remember actually yeah. at all. But there was one that we both thought was good. I think. Um, 
Uh, yes. Uh, not Napoleon Hill, not Orwell. Margaret Mead. Margaret Mead, yes. We both thought Margaret yes. Mead was a good yes. quote. All right. That will be a wrap on this week's show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps us get noticed. You can follow us on Twitter at Richard Vishu and on Instagram at Richard Vishu where we post content related to what we discuss on the podcast. You can also email us, email address richardvishu at gmail.com. And if you send us an email, we promise we will respond to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Hit me, Lenge. Chalte, chalte. Thank you.